1: Today we'll be talking about how to get the most out of your existing list and how to increase your average order value. So how to get the most out of each and every client that you already have.
2: Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hello, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Email Einstein. Vera and Alisa here. We are two email marketers at an email marketing agency called Flowium. We are super passionate about email marketing and because we love what we do, we want to share all of our insights with all of you. Flowium, the company that we work for, is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world. We specialize in providing a premium, full-service email, e-commerce, email marketing experience for every single one of our clients. Our service is tailored specifically for your business and is designed to help increase your online retail revenue by 20 to 50. That's five, zero percent. We deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment. And that is what we are all about here at Email Einstein.
0: Start sending emails that generate revenue on autopilot. Our step by step course will show you how to create highly engaging email automations that can add up to 50% to your revenue. Check it out at slash LC.
2: Vera, take us away with today's episode.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode. We have prepared a ton of useful stuff for you guys. Let's think about it. If you ask yourself or someone in e-commerce or some e-commerce business owners, like, hey, what metrics are you like actively working on to improve you'll probably hear some combination of i'm working on my leads generation website traffic conversion rates and revenue these are all the good juicy stuff but most online owners spend like the majority of their marketing budgets, trying to like attract new leads, new business when they should be actually focusing also on their existing customers. And that's something that we keep talking about. I feel like from episode to episode, that's the same statistic that we are repeating. But listen, when we talk about acquiring new customer versus converting your existing one, the difference of the amount of the money you spend is tremendous. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like five times cheaper to convert your existing customer versus getting a new one. And instead of, or actually in addition to trying to win over new customers, you can actually squeeze more value out of those existing ones, right? That means that you can grow your business without Spending as much money on um, like marketing, advertising, and other costs, right? So, today we'll be talking about how to get the most out of your existing list and how to generate more sales from each order. And especially, we will be talking about too, how to increase your average order value. So, how to get the most out of each and every Client that you already have? And I feel like that's been a big question of ours with most of our clients. I mean, they usually don't think that much about the average order value, but when we are like comparing the numbers, it becomes obvious that this is like the way to go. But before we introduce you to our little strategies, Alisa, I know you have a cool pro tip of the week. So yes. Yes, tell us yes, more yes. about yes. it.
2: The pro tip of the week. Okay, so obviously as Vera mentioned today, we're gonna be talking about how to increase your average order value. And we're going to be providing some key tactics of things that you can implement right now with what you have going on. One of the things that we always like to remind our own clients, especially when they kind of need a little nudge in the right direction. Loyalty programs are kind of all the rage and they're super Mm -hmm. hip and very popular this year. That's what a lot of people are talking about. We've talked about it a ton on this podcast. We have multiple episodes focusing on different loyalty programs, and they really are awesome. So, if you're on the fence about whether or not to implement a loyalty program, we strongly, strongly recommend that you do so. Loyalty programs are an excellent and extremely efficient and can be a very fun way to increase your average order value and then ultimately the lifetime value of your customers, which is really what you want this to kind of go down. So, if you're on the fence, again, loyalty programs are the way to go. Do your research. Check out the different programs that are out there that would make sense or make the most sense for your company and your brand. And then consider implementing one. A lot of these cool loyalty programs, they also have these kind of trial periods where you can check things out for free. Mm-hmm. A lot of them even offer the service for free as long as you're kind of on like the basic of basic plans. So again, just definitely check it out. If Especially if you're on the fence, sign up for a demo. Contact these people. The people who work for these loyalty programs, they're more than happy to kind of show you all the things that they can do in order to help drive revenue, increase the customers that are kind of hopping onto your website, driving traffic, increasing that average order value that we're talking about today. We're, we've actually started doing some kind of deep dive case Studies here internally at Floium to see how beneficial these loyalty programs Mm -hmm. really are, which we know they are firsthand. So definitely check them out.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a really good one. I feel like that's been the hottest topic of 2021, at least for my clients that I work with. Everyone wants to start having some sort of loyalty program, like not today, yesterday, because it's so trendy. Everyone is hopping on that. Train right now. Um, Yeah. And I mean, um, loyalty programs are also incredible when it comes to like increasing the average order value and historic order value as well. But uh, we have prepared some other really cool strategies as well. And the first strategy on how you can increase your average order value is I would say it's almost obvious, yet not everyone is using it. So the first strategy would be to bundle your products together. This is like probably the easiest way to increase your average order value without much effort. And the biggest perk of bundles is the potential for like obviously bigger order value, but also think about all of the costs that you are saving on fulfillment, on basically like fulfilling orders, uh, sending, shipping and stuff like that. So the price of the bundle, and that's something that clients conveniently for, Forget about sometimes. The price of the bundle must be lower than the prices of two separate products combined because there must be some sort of like added value to the customer. Otherwise, like, what is the point in, in like a perfect world, you should be aiming for around 10% sort of like a discount when you bundle two products together versus when you're purchasing them separately. So 10% is a good start, but obviously it depends on how expensive your products are and on your margins as well. So this means that you need to look at how much your product costs, how much it costs to market the bundle, and also something that uh, a lot of people don't think about as the cost of returning all of the items. So what if, for example, customer enjoys the part A of the bundle, but they don't like that other product in the bundle, and they will have to return the product. And very often, the e-commerce business is paying for that return, right? So that's something to think about when you're creating the formula of that bundle as well. But but... Ad- Bundles are also amazing when you're trying to sell some slow moving stock. So say you have some products that are nearing the end of their shelf life, Mm -hmm. or maybe you have some products that are like a really good quality, solid products, but for some reason they are not as popular as other products. Why not bundle them together with one of your best sellers with one of your like headliners, you know, and try to sell them together as a bundle. So that's exactly what we did. Um, with one of my customers. So they are selling compression socks. And there were some colors. Gosh, are we here again? (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Socks. Um, Wait for the mattresses example, you guys. (laughs) Stay tuned for the mattress example. I think at least we can invent some sort of like a drinking game. Every time we mention <laughs> socks or mattress, <laughs> drink <Drinks>. to that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. You would so be much. you would be like drunk in the first 5 minutes of the <laughs> of the podcast because we mentioned it so much, but anyways, this is not a fake example. This is a real client (laughs) who sells real real. real socks and the socks are really good. So yeah, so they are selling the high knee compression socks, amazing product, super good for like pregnant women, moms, women in their like fifties and travelers, Mm -hmm. but some of their Socks—they are selling better than the other socks. For example, the the black ones, surprise, surprise, and the nude ones are their best sellers. My personal ones are actually the socks with watermelon print, but Ooh. for some reason, people do not enjoy them as much as good old black and nude <laughs> socks. Enigma. I don't know why the world is wired this way. Uh, but uh, what we actually did, we created so-called secret bundles. And basically, they could purchase three or five uh, socks in a bundle, but they didn't know what kind of socks they would receive like at all. So we put one best-selling item, so one nude or black or dark blue, and two that are also, they are selling good, but they are not the best sellers. So we bundled them all together, and the saving the savings were amazing. The customers saved something like fifteen or twenty percent. The customers were happy we were able to move that slow moving stock. And actually, we even turned some of our slow movers into hot items, which was like surprising. But uh, that's that's basically the, how the bundles work. And another obvious method of bundling things together is buy more, save more. And I'm sure you've seen it on like Amazon, on different supplements, websites. It's a very typical, I I say typical story, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everyone is doing that. But basically the logic is that the more items they purchase, the higher are the savings. And um, that's something that I'm doing with one of my jewelry, the client who's selling obviously jewelry. Oh gosh, it's hard today. So uh, for (laughs) one of my um, jewelry brands, so they having this discount, like buy more, get more. And if you're purchasing like 10 items together, you're getting something like 20 or 25% off your entire order, which is like amazing, but it also saves them a lot of hustle because they don't need to fulfill like different small orders. They can put everything together, bundle everything together and send that big order to the customer. The customer is happy. The e-commerce store is happy. Everyone is happy. So definitely, definitely think about bundling your products together because that's an excellent Way to increase your average order value.
2: Yeah, I love it, and the bundles get me. They get me good. I <laughs> there's know, actually, right? There's actually like there's a um every time. Yeah, every every time there is a maternity line that focuses on like um these like nursing bras postpartum, and they have a really good bundle where you buy three bras for like the price of two. So it's essentially buy two get one free, but. I'm like desperate to buy more because I bought one and it's really expensive just to buy on its own. But when I went to go back and buy it, cause I was like, okay, the bundle, I have to get the bundle. They ran out of the size and I was like, no. So I'm on their back in stock list, waiting for it to arrive again so that I can buy the bundle. The bundles get me every single time so uh yeah that's definitely a good one
1: <laughs> i remember when we were kids we had this uh, lemonade sort of stand and uh-huh. we had this promotion that my dad came up with and back then i thought it was super smart but now i realized that I, that it wasn't buy two for the price of three and get the third one for free <laughs> so buy two products yeah for the price of three products and get the third one for free and I having those like and I thought, Whoa, my dad is like some sort of marketing genius. Well <laughs>
2: yeah but it gets people that kind of stuff gets people as well when I they're know, not paying right? attention that's
1: something that we talked with you about those like uh promotions you should be very careful especially when you're marketing to older customers mm-hmm. to like boomers uh-huh. because they are so good with math yeah
2: yeah they <laughs> they're know. so good with numbers so they know you
1: should be super careful uh, when they always know different. they
2: always know yeah, yeah. so funny <laughs> okay so your tactic number two for how to increase your average order value so one of the biggest things that you can do is personally reaching out to your biggest customers and um, I'm going to talk about why that's kind of important and then also a few different methods that you can do that you can use in order to create that personal connection between you and your customer so obviously in the e-commerce world everything is very digital and customers more often than not are basically interacting with the screen the entire time that they're kind of getting indoctrinated into your brand, getting to know who your brand is, Mm -hmm. even when they're being initially exposed to your brand. Everything is very on screen and there's really limited personal connection. You know, there's no personal touch as you would receive in a brick and mortar store where you go in and you see a person. Originally, you may have, uh, shaking someone's hand not really today in today's day (laughs) and age but you get that human element Mm -hmm, to your experience Whereas in the e-commerce world, you, you don't have that. Right. So what we try to really more often than not do with our clients is encourage them to find a method that is obviously efficient because the internet is available to everyone. And if you open the doors too wide, you get bombarded. But what we try to encourage our clients to do is find a method of how to target specific customers that have either made a large purchase in the past or or are in the process of making a larger purchase. So for example, one of the clients that we have internally, what they do with their abandoned cart series specifically is when they see that someone has abandoned a cart that is over a certain value and they sell furniture. So I think the value is something like $5,000, which obviously Mm -hmm. is really high in comparison to some of our other clients when it comes to an order value. But when someone abandons their car and it's over $5,000, that person will receive a personal email from someone in the company trying to make contact with them to talk to them about any questions they may have, see if they can provide any further discounts based on their purchase, find out how they can continue to help them in the future with other furniture. furniture purchases, things like that, Mm -hmm. that makes such a huge difference to the customer who's purchasing because they've been specifically targeted. They've been specifically recognized by the company. It's more likely that they are going to, first of all, make the purchase, but second of all, continue to make purchases because they know they have kind of an in or a personal touch with the company and so that's one way that you can really kind of extend yourself and uh, continue to in good faith Groom or nurture the customers that you have. The other thing that you can do is, in that instance, the abandoned cart, you're basically helping to potentially increase what that original cart was and increase the value of it. So, because the person now knows that they have your full attention, you can actually give them kind of that white glove service of, "Mm, hey, we saw that you wanted to purchase this. Let's have a conversation. Why are you making this purchase? What else can we recommend to you to kind of help enhance? Your experience with us and everything that you're purchasing with us another way that you can personally reach out to your biggest customers this is something that we discussed on episode number 20 we actually had a special guest the ceo of ignite post he was talking to us about direct mail if you listen to the episode you know what we're talking about if you didn't long story short ignite post basically has a way to integrate with klaviyo and they send out um handwritten postcards handwritten letters to customers, specifically based on what they've purchased, and they've found a way to integrate that with the automations that are in place in Klaviyo, that's also super cool. Now, obviously, it's not a person from the company that's handwriting all these letters. They have a robot <laughs> that has handwriting included in it. And it's it's a very uh, technical process <laughs> that has a lot of details that I can't remember off the top of my head. But that's another way that you can kind of connect with your biggest customers to ensure that you're over time increasing that average order value but then also you're increasing that customer's lifetime value so if you don't have room in your budget to hire a company like ignite post you could potentially write personal letters to your biggest biggest customers thanking them for their loyalty thanking them for being part of your brand That kind of thing. This kind of all starts to stem into or go down the rabbit hole of like VIP customers and how you treat them a little bit differently than your other customers and things like that. But that personal touch where it's coming directly from a human is huge. The other thing that you can do, and it's as simple as just reply back in plain text to the email that Mm -hmm. the customer has sent to you. That makes all the difference in the world. And as long as the customer knows that it's a genuine interaction with a real life person in your company, you'll win that customer over. No problem. And uh, you'll be able to kind of increase the average order value over time with that customer. And they'll be able to kind of word of mouth, let other people know like, hey, I have an in with this company. They actually contacted me directly and they treated me like a human being. It was human to human (laughs) versus human to the digital space. So that's tactic number two, personally reaching out to your biggest customers. Definitely a huge one to consider if you have the bandwidth for it.
1: Oh, yeah. Listen, even like picking up phone and calling them directly. I know one of our clients actually is doing that. He personally reach out to his VIP clients to learn wow. more about the product, what they liked, what they didn't like. And every time he develops like some sort of new product, he's selling uh, the samples to VIPs, uh, to VIPs for free. Wow. So having that like personal connection with your VIP clients, that's, almost a must,
2: I'd say. Holy moly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a sure win-win for everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Another strategy that I personally use all the time to increase average order value are discounts. But it's not just a regular discount. Usually with my clients, I offer tiered uh, discounts based on customers and activity. Mm -hmm. So sending out discounts or coupons is definitely like super fast and easy way to boost your sales, to boost. Your average order value, it's almost like a no-brainer. Yet why most of the e-commerce brands treat the VAP person the same as someone who haven't placed like any orders for like two years or something. So customers tend to buy higher priced items because of the extra buying power, right? That discounts give. Yet you don't have to give the same discounts for everyone what i try to do with my customers i try to give a bit of a higher discount to those groups of customers who who need that extra nudge so for example when we are doing the easter promotion soon we'll be doing easter promotion i'm doing 20% off for people who haven't purchased anything within like 6 months which is very long for this client yet i'm doing 10% for people who have either placed one plus order within like 6 months or people who are subscriber and save members and stuff like that. So you don't want to be cutting your own margins, right? So always try to be creative with discount codes and do not give the same code to everyone if you care about your margins at all. And I think everyone should be taking that number into account so yeah so that's an easy tried and tested strategy number three offer tier discounts based on customers and activity one thing though it's very important happened to me one time hashtag epic fail (laughs) do not forget to exclude people who received let's say higher discounts from the emails
2: No, my God, you're sending
1: from like those who are receiving like a different kind of um, because what will happen, and it happened to me one time, basically (laughs) the same customer will get two different emails, one will be with 10% off and another one will be with 20% off lesson learned, don't do this. (laughs) Be very careful with who you exclude when you are trying this strategy. But otherwise, this strategy is amazing. It helps a lot with average order value. And it will help with like, getting those inactive customers back to life as well. So good one, try it.
2: I love that. I love that one. Okay, number four is to implement a bounce back flow. So first thing we'll do is just address what is a bounce back. So brick and mortar um, retailers actually invented the idea of a bounce back. Basically what happens is it's an offer that's given to customers immediately upon purchase and it's designed to help that customer bounce back into your business at a future date. Now, they're not used as much in online retailers, but really they should be. And the reason for this is because they help solve for the one-time buyer problem. The other thing that they kind of help resolve, which is the biggest focus of this podcast, is increasing that order value in that moment, that original transaction that the customer has. So let's talk about what the one-time buyer problem is. And the one-time buyer problem has two parts. Most retail businesses have a huge percentage of one-time buyers, and those Mm -hmm. one-time buyers are usually highly unprofitable. There's oh, yeah. an 80 20 rule that basically tells us that most non subscription online retail businesses will have 80% one time buyers and 20% multi buyers. Whoa, I
1: didn't realize. Yeah, it's such
2: right, a big right. Difference. Whoa. And that 80%, we've talked about this pretty much in every episode for the last like three or four weeks. That 80% is where you can make so much money (laughs) Mm -hmm. and people just leave it on the table and focus on those 80%, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's where the focus needs to be on (laughs) because the 20% is doing what you want them to do, buying more than once. But that Mm -hmm. 80% is not. And that's where you need to focus versus focusing on the outside 80% because you're going to have to pay a lot more money to get more people to join that 80%. Just focus on the 80%. So the worst part of all of this 80% of your customers is that they are one-time buying customers who typically come to your website. They buy a low average order value product. They take Mm -hmm. up a huge amount of your customer service time and then they never come back again, which for anyone in the e-commerce world who has enough experience, they know that that is an absolute nightmare. (laughs) So (laughs) what we wanna do is we wanna focus on getting that 80% into the 20% and turning your one-time buyers into multi-time buyers because they happen to generate the most profit and typically their average order value is much higher than the one-time buyers. So the quickest way to add positive Positive cash flow into your business which all has to do with increasing that average order value is to figure out how to turn more of your one-time buyers into multi-time buyers and that's exactly what a bounce back flow can do so let's talk about how to set that up two main steps you got to set up your flow in Klaviyo for in this example and then actually Plug in your offer so with setting up your flow the nice part about it is for the most part it's a bit more of a set it and forget it situation obviously based on the season and things like that but once you get it automated in in Klaviyo or your ESP it should generate profit for you forever and obviously the more recent customer you're targeting the better so the Mm -hmm. bounce back works so well because it plays off of recency the more recently a customer has purchased from you the more likely they are to buy again a one-time customer who bought one day ago is more likely to buy from you again than the one who purchased a year ago and obviously because when things are more top of mind, you're more likely to act versus things that are on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And so what you want to do is you want to trigger this flow immediately at checkout. Best example to think about this, and I read this and I was like, wow, this is genius. It's a classic McDonald's situation. Mm-hmm. You want fries with that. That's the cross sell that you're trying to go for. <laughs> They don't ask you if you want fries a month after you purchased your burger. They ask you at checkout as you are making your purchase. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that this offer is specifically targeted to your one-time buyers and you don't send an offer on a product that the customer just purchased. That's like huge, huge, (laughs) huge, 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 because if you send an offer on a product that a customer just purchased, they are going to be miffed. I mean really, really miffed. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the gist of setting up your flow. When you're creating your bounce back offer, basically what you want to do is you want to include an offer that's more of an impulse buy. And the ideal bounce back offer is on a high margin, low priced, best selling product. So what you want to do is you want to find a product that's priced at around 30% of your store wide average order value, because these are what you would consider your french fries in this case. So a few other things just to kind of consider on that ideal product your bounce back, make sure you're only offering one one product because you want to get rid of that buyer's paradox where... When people have too many choices, they don't know how to make a choice and so they just mm-hmm. don't do anything. It's funny because I was actually just talking to our senior designer the other day on Slack. Um, we were talking about Sephora and I I oh, was yeah. saying, "Oh, you know, I need some mo- I need some alone mom time <laughs> this weekend." Mm-hmm. So I was mentioning that I was going thinking about going to Sephora, but my issue with going into Sephora is I walk in there and I spend hours upon hours just looking at everything and then I leave without buying anything because there are way too many Every things to time. choose from. Yeah. And I panic and I leave because <laughs> I don't want to make the right, the wrong choice. Whereas when you offer one product, this is your discount, buy it right now, take it or leave it. People are more, more likely to take it because you haven't really given them an option. It's either yes or no. It's not yes, maybe, kind of, maybe, sort of, maybe, possibly, maybe, and no, yeah. you're you're just giving them a yes or no kind of option. Just,
1: just be be the Costco guys, you know? Exactly. Like exactly. Two, two, two brands of mustard. Yeah. That's it. Done.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's why it's so easy to job at Costco. I never thought of that. That's so good. Oh,
1: no. Actually, it's like the they have the entire strategy behind it. That's exactly because of the paradox of choice. They did a lot of study on that, and they noticed that when you have less options, you purchase more. <laughs> So interesting.
2: Okay, very good. I love that. I love that. (laughs) So the other thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that your item is always in Mm. stock. And then the (laughs) last thing is you just want to make sure that you're considering a different product category than the product that's being purchased. And so what you want to do is because your business is probably mainly made up of one-time buyers who saw an ad on Facebook and now they're on your website. They haven't really taken the time to explore. They're just taking advantage of that initial offer. Now is your chance to kind of show them like hey you know you came on here for a t-shirt but we also sell socks (laughs) so check out our socks (laughs) you know that that kind of thing just so take advantage of this for the better not only to increase your average order value but then to also show these potential long-term customers what you're really all about or what you can provide
1: yeah and it usually has to be something um like with my clients, I usually do something like a low priced uh, yeah. most of the time. So it wouldn't work if someone purchased the socks and you're like, hey, purchase this mattress yeah. With yeah. Like within <laughs> 60 minutes. And yeah, and drinking game, you guys drink for that. Yeah. yeah. Mattress yeah. and yeah. socks.
2: <laughs> but it would it would work in the opposite way where if in you the sold the mattress for sure. and then you offered socks that were sleeping perfect. Sleeping socks. Exactly. <laughs> perfect sleeping socks. You'd probably get more bite out of that versus the opposite you bought socks and now buy a mattress people aren't gonna (laughs) people aren't gonna bite with something like that and then the last thing that you just want to think about is the incentive that you're going to attach to that Mm -hmm. offer so if you don't have to discount don't discount the other thing that you can do is free gifts with a purchase or a buy one get one offer it also works pretty Mm -hmm. well here and you can also do something as simple as you might also like blank as a bounce back that has zero monetary incentive whatsoever. So that's also a consideration, just something, again, you want fries with that. They're not saying, hey, do you want fries for 50% off? Or if you buy a large fry, we'll give you a small fry for free with this order. You're just, hey, do you want fries with that? You can also give something as simple as that gets Um, me every time (laughs) yeah right right every freaking time yes so don't forget with the bounce back you want it to be very urgent it's a limited time offer you want to provide limited options you want to provide some kind of incentive you want to make sure that the product that you're offering makes sense in that transaction and also you just want to make sure that it's going to help increase profit and it's not going to break the bank by offering this additional product on top of whatever the person originally ordered Mm -hmm. so again Bounce back, it's one of the quickest and easiest ways to turn your one time buyers into two time buyers. But also, ultimately, it's a really, really quick and easy way to increase that average order value over time. Mm -hmm. And so, make sure that you just try and take an afternoon one day to build a bounce back flow out. Won't cost you a whole lot. And, uh, and see what you can do and watch the magic happen.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> so usually that's- it's not even a flow. It's literally like one email yeah. most of the time. So.
2: Yeah. It really is. So super, super easy. Definitely something worthwhile in investing in some time. So that's number four. Your bounce back flow is how to increase average order value. Forget one.
1: We might have talked about it in our previous <laughs> podcasts, but I mean, it's too good. It's too good. Number five, last but not least, offer free shipping after a certain dollar value. Alisa, help me pronounce this word, word. <laughs> for God's sakes. Threshold. Threshold? Yes. Threshold. Yeah, I I, I knew it. I I wasn't sure. And it sounds very similar to trash. So I don't want to embarrass myself. (laughs) Yeah. Offer a free shipping threshold. Yeah, there you go. The easiest way to like increase your average order value, like it literally takes you two seconds to change that on your Shopify or WooCommerce is to offer the free shipping after certain dollar So for example, someone purchased socks for like $80, you can say something like, hey, spend five more bucks and you will get a free shipping. And then they go and start Googling through your website and getting themselves like a scrunchie or I don't know, a soap. It's probably the weird example but you know what i mean people often are getting something like inexpensive additionally just not to pay for the free shipping and it, it benefits both as it benefits your customer because uh, they are getting something that they didn't know they wanted but they are getting something out of it and it benefits you as a seller because their average order value is growing and um for that there is a really easy formula to follow so to understand like what should be your threshold right once you have calculated your average order value say your average order value is 100 bucks just like add 30% to it or like yeah so that's like the formula your average order value plus Thirty percent. So if your average order value is $100 plus 30% increase, it becomes 130. So you can offer the discount after $130. So that's like a formula to use. I mean, a lot of people are using it. 30% might not sound like a lot for most of the brands, but if you are working with like high ticket um, items, uh, maybe that's something, uh, maybe you'll need to like change the formula a bit, but that's an amazing, amazing opportunity. The only challenge is that a lot of people are used to free shipping these days. So you will have to A-B test how it affects your like bottom line. Yes, it will affect your average order value, but at the same time, maybe you will lose some sales because of that. So that's something that needs to be A-B tested, but that's a very easy strategy to try. And you can even like add like a little notification when customers check checking out and uh, maybe do some uh, products recommendations, like inexpensive product recommendations and stuff like that it worked really well for one of my clients so just try it out it literally takes a few minutes to set up
2: i love it yeah (laughs) and the free shipping it makes all the difference
1: i know right all the
2: difference (laughs) the amount of times that i've started to purchase something on a website and then i see not free shipping and i'm like okay am i gonna die without this product and if the answer is no then I will not buy it if it's not free shipping. (laughs)
1: Um, I wanted to purchase this like leggings. There's this uh, really cool Vancouver brand. They are doing the amazing um, like leggings and stuff. But I was under that free shipping thing. And the leggings are like expensive. They're like $80 or something. And they were like, hey, do you want to purchase something else? Get this top for like 50 bucks and get a free shipping. And the shipping was like, five dollars or something Mm -hmm. and i freaking bought the top you know (laughs) not to pay for the free shipping and i'm like come on i've said this flows up i know how it works i just i don't like paying for shipping i guess so and i'm not the only one guys believe me i'm not the only one so test it out it's a really
2: good strategy to try i wonder why it bothers us so much we'd rather pay 50 dollars for a t-shirt on top know, of right? what we're already spending versus five dollars for shipping. I but I'm the same There's way. I'm something. like I will pay eighty dollars to not pay for the shipping. Like whatever you need me to pay, I won't. I just don't like Canada Post, you know. Yeah, I'm it's not... weird. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people feel the same way about USPS, so I feel you on I that. No,
1: it's just like it's not my vibe, Canada Post. <laughs> You're not my guy. So I'd rather pay fifty bucks for that top that I may not
2: even need (laughs) right that's so funny that is so funny well guys thank you for listening today um make sure that you leave us a review if you enjoy what we do we like to rhyme here. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends to anyone who you think this podcast might be useful for. And also, if you have any questions at all that you'd like us to feature on our podcast episodes, make sure that you send them in at flowium.com ask. We've received some really cute feedback from some of our listeners in the past, and they're really excited about the, the information that we share with you guys. But we want to make sure that we're being as useful as possible to all of you. So again, if there's anything at all that you can think of that you want us to address when it comes to email marketing. Just make sure you send us, send us a question over at flowium.com slash ask. We'll be more than happy to address it. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely reach out. And I just want to say hi uh, to our
1: fellow email marketer from Israel, Asaf. If you're listening to us, <laughs> we're so happy to have you among our followers. Thank you for all of the amazing insights that you are given us. Thank you, Asaf. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, come back next Tuesday and Asaf, come back as well (laughs) because we will be talking about social media and email marketing and how to marry the two, how to marry your social media accounts and your email marketing and how to get the most out of it. So thanks for listening. Come back next Tuesday and we really, really hope to see you here next week.
2: Bye. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein.